Blog Talk Radio. Nowadays, there's a lot of talk about hate crimes. There's an entire body of laws against hate crimes. Everybody seems to be worried about hate. Hate appears to be the gravest problem of our time. But hate is good. Hate gives a structure to our life. Hate gives us a reason to exist, a focus, something to strive for, an identity. Hate is energy, pure energy, provided by Mother Nature herself. Hate enables us to see through lies and pretense, and helps us to concentrate on the essential. Hate is democratic. Even the rich and the powerful cannot hate more than their slaves and subjects. And soon, hate may well be all that we have left. Hate emancipates. Without hate for slavery, you cannot break your shackles. And without hate for injustice, there can be no justice. The greatest achievements of the human race have grown from hate, and from the ability to control hate. Hate separates humans from animals. Animals do not hate, but humans do. Humans can hate for decades, sometimes their entire life. We can even pass hate on to our children and keep hate alive for centuries. Hate is a sign of abstract intellect, for only humans can hate people they have never seen or met, and only humans can hate concepts and processes. How can we know what love is? if we refuse to recognize and understand hate. Love and hate are the two opposite sides of the same coin. Without hate, we are only halflings. In order to be complete, we need hate. Only fools talk endlessly about love, but forget the hate. Hate separates us from the meek and docile masses. Do not fear hate. Do not deny or reject hate. Accept hate. Embrace hate. Learn to know it and learn to use it. Hate is your most powerful weapon, a hidden source of your strength. Do not deny it from you. What the liberal elite fears most in this world is our ability to hate, because our hate will one day be the most revolutionary force on the planet. Our hate will destroy and create empires. Division sectors after curfew will 
shocked. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Anyone caught interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is questions. National security is more important than individual will. All sports broadcasts will proceed as normal. No more than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drugs prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up! Be happy! Obey all orders without question! The comfort you've demanded is now mandatory. Be happy. At last, everything is done for you.
go ahead and begin at the beginning here. We're not saying anyone should be forced to be pro-white. All we're saying is that whether anyone likes it or not, white people have the right to be pro-white. White people have the right to a sense of racial consciousness, racial identity, and racial pride. We have the right to date, to marry white, and to raise our white children to be pro-white. We have the right to love our own people, and to raise our children to love themselves and their people. And above all else, white people have the right to unify, organize, and fight back against the rising tidal wave of anti-white hatred. Don't like it? Too fucking bad. That's your problem, not ours. The anti-white powers that be want you to believe that you don't have a right to be victorious. They want pro-whites to be defeated and broken and conquered. But we have no intention of surrendering to their intimidation. Pro-white means supporting whites' rights to a collective sense of racial consciousness, identity, and pride. It means supporting whites' rights to pursue self-determination in our collective racial destiny. Whether anyone likes it or not, by God, the white race White people don't lack in numbers. What we lack is unity. If we can figure out how to unify, organize, and fight back, show is over. We win. Historically speaking, when white people finally say enough is enough, the entire world trembles to be our collective footsteps. All right, welcome to the Resolution Radio Network at ResolutionRDO.com. You are listening to the Sunny Thomas Show, and I am your host, Sunny motherfucking T, you whiny-ass little bitches. If you want to call in, it's area code 607-203-5423. That's area code 607-203-5423. You can follow us on various social media. As a matter of fact, we have added Parlor recently. So if you go to parlor.com, uh, matter of fact, let me just double check to make sure that actual, yes, parlor.com slash resolution RDO. Because some of these have like a little mid handle in between the web address and then the handle name. So that does not. So yes, we are officially on parlor now uh, with the resolution radio. Sunday Thomas show has already been on there for a while. And about two or three years, actually. But, um, yes. So, that's what we're looking at as this particular uh, channel goes. Yes. Parlor.com slash Resolution RDO, as well as Parlor.com slash Science Thomas Show. You can also follow us on Wimkin, on Getter, on Gab, and on Twitter. All are either Sunny Thomas Show or at Resolution RDO, except for Twitter. You have to add a number one. So it's Resolution RDO and the number one. So you'll be able to follow uh, all the channels on there as well. So we've gotten a lot of good stuff there. 
um, and we're starting to build up a presence on some things. Uh, on Telegram, of course, at Resolution RDO, Sunny Thomas Show, and at Real Sunny Thomas. And uh, let's see, I think I've covered all of the main ones. Yes. Wimkin, Getter, Parlor, Gab, Twitter, and Telegram are the main ones. I know there's plenty more. I, I'm not in Instagram. I don't like using Facebook shit any more than I have to, so we don't waste time going uh, doing stuff on some of those other channels. Um, however, I've gotten some um, pretty good comments recently. Uh, we had so a couple of people that uh, gave us thumbs up on some of the programs that we started adding on Resolution Radio. Dot com. So if you actually go to the website to go to um, the Block Chart channels, we actually have some really cool shows in there now. So we've added the Jay Dyer show recently. Uh, Jay Dyer usually comes on InfoWars on Fridays in the last hour. We had also added recently uh, at the end of last year um, the Kate Daly show. She's on Wednesdays on InfoWars as well in the last hour. So we've been really enjoying that as much. Also, uh, Harold Zeger has got his second edition of his book, Freedom's Nightmare, is officially available. I actually have a hard copy right here in my hand. And um, uh, so now I have both versions of his book. So I got the original version that came out a few years back, and I got his current second version. Uh, there is talk of... Uh, it will be available on Kindle as well. Um, I have actually asked him if he should go and do a voiceover and do the um, audiobook. And I said the reason why I do that is because I know when I get an audiobook that's done by the author, I feel like I'm closer to the author, especially if it's a Politico. Like, um, so I, I listen to her audiobook and stuff for her Going Rogue as well as her little cooking book she had done. And I thought that was actually uh, pretty cool to actually hear her read the book to me, so I felt like it was a bit closer. I, I really wish Ron Paul would have done his because um, when he eventually is gone, that's all we're going to have left. Um, great book written by him, but it had been nice to have it, um, you know, dictated by him as well because you could use those clips for fucking ever, you know what I'm saying? So that's some interesting stuff. So I, I do not know if Harold is planning on doing an audio version. I, I would like for him to do that. Um, I think it, it would definitely take some time. Um, this version of the book is well over 400 pages. It's about 418 pages, and it's medium type, so it is a lot of detail. Uh, he is working on a second book as well. Um, I think it's uh, – uh, damn, I – I have to go look it up. Let me look up real quick. Um, as a matter of fact, you can go to his website for the book, authorhzieger.com. So that's A-U-T-H-R-H-Z-I-E-G-E-R.com. And so there's his uh, actual website for um, his book. So he's got two books. One's out and one is – yeah. They're Living on My Knees. That's the name of his pending second book that he's working on. If you can't tolerate evil, you have to walk the road to the end. Uh, then Living on My Knees. So that's what I said. Uh, um, die on my feet and live on my knees. So 
just generally speaking, a quick summary of his About Me section. Uh, Harold Ziegler was, was raised behind the Iron Curtain, the part of Germany that was occupied by the Soviet Communist forces at the end of World War II. Thoroughly indoctrinated with the communist ideology, he was a card-carried member of the Communist Party when he graduated from high school. His belief system was scattered by the confrontation with God's word when he met his wife, who was raised in a Christian home. And then um, he's was recently on Kate Daly's show on her regular uh, time slot, as well as on the fourth hour of InfoWars the next day. So, uh, yeah, um, so he got some a lot of good stuff there. So if you if you go to purchase his book, if you actually email him on his email address there, hzgarprotonmail.com, um, and, and for uh, when you buy his book from him directly, um, he will autograph it for you. So uh, that's always a good thing as well. So I'd like to see him maybe book a small tour and um, and get some stuff out of there, maybe just public speaking, because I really think he has a lot to share. So, yes, he has a second book that he's working on at the moment. So, yes, uh, authorhzigger.com. Okay, so, uh, again, we've added uh, the Jay Dyer Show um, through Jay's Analysis, his website there. Uh, so we've added a lot of stuff. He's got some really good material. Um, so we've added it the last few weeks. So if you go back to March 14th, why elite need war to achieve total control population. That was a really good clip. The most recent one just aired a couple of days ago. Um, Illuminati demystified how secret societies are used to exp- uh, and how they're used for espionage. Matter of fact, they would use the uh, the Mason Halls, the Lodges, as a, um, a secret network to get messages going back and forth. So interesting stuff there. Uh, good shit. So definitely uh, we're checking out. So Jay's show is on Tuesdays, and um, Kate Daly's shows are on Sundays. So I definitely recommend you uh, check those out. So we have some really good stuff there. Uh, Political Cesspool still on Fridays. Um, we are still going to add Nordic Frontier, and just my computer keeps getting logged up a lot. So I'm actually having to switch it to another computer that I have. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and open, crack that one open yet. Actually, I've been wanting to reformat it uh, just so I know everything's fresh on it, but I have a lot better chance of uh, finishing those shows of that one. But I've been trying to figure out why my shit keeps getting so much memory logged in here, even though I've deleted all the other shit after I use it. So just trying to figure that crap out. But anyway, so uh, so that being said, the political cesspool, um, I am tentatively going to be a guest on the political cesspool coming up soon. Uh, don't have an exact date yet, but I know I'm pending. And also great news on top of that, James Edwards has come out with a, a book. And um, definitely worth checking out here. Give me one second. Um it's called The Honorable Cause, A Free South. Uh, these are 12 Southern essays. So basically, this book that uh, you can, it's actually available on Amazon right now. Uh, you can get it on various farms. You can get it on uh, Kindle, uh, hardback, or soft or paperback. So there's uh, some cool stuff there. So there's 12 authors uh, from the South that have basically written essays, and it's actually pretty interesting stuff. Um, as a quote, I am I am with the South in life or death in victory or defeat. Major General Patrick Claiborne, Confederate States of America. 
The authors dedicate this book to the Southern people. May they experience true freedom in our lifetime, just like I am. Uh, I would do a pledge that I am with Ohio in life and death and victory or defeat. This is my country. This is my home state. This is where my blood is, and my family has blood here for many, many generations. So, I mean, this is my home. Uh, you know, I have considered moving to other states at some particular times in my life, but it never came through. And the more I, I realized, the more I looked at it is because of the fact that I don't belong there. I belong here in the great sovereign state of Ohio. And to underscore that, I was uh, up actually, actually up at uh, Ohio State University last night, saw that uh, Turning Point USA had Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens speaking up there at Union Hall. Well, it's one of those one event things. So if you heard and get your ticket, that's great. But they reserve uh, a percentage, majority of the percentage of the crowd are to be the students because it is university money. And then if there's space available, then the, the public can come in. Well, I waited in line. And of course, uh, um, they were already uh, filled with the capacity for a little while. So did not get to go in. Uh, another lady had actually watched the actual broadcast on the YouTube channel. So she's able to see it in real time. I thought, well, that's pretty cool. So I decided to go walk around up and down the um, streets a little bit. But as I was walking into the place, I already had the little protesters out there because you got conservative voices there. Every fucking liberal's got to whine, piss, and moan about it. And you listen to some of the shit that they talk about. And they're so full of shit. What is it Ron Reagan said? It's not that our liberal friends um, – or, or, or what is it? It's not our liberal friends don't know much. It's just so much they know isn't so. <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, and, and he's true. He, he's dead on the money. Um, it's one of the things I really did about Reagan. He had a way of putting stuff out there and really hitting home. Uh, and, and, and you could say it with a, with a smile on his face. You know, Trump occasionally talks about those things. But to my view, he's a very poor public speaker. Very poor. And uh, it, it, when he went off teleprompters, he was a lot better. But now he sounds like a bad blues singer. He repeats himself a lot. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I, I'm not enthusiastic about his run this time around because I know what's the point. The, they're just going to steal it from him anyway. I mean, I'm almost completely disenfranchised as a voter, except that at least we have some safeguards, at least somewhat here in Ohio, compared to Arizona, Pennsylvania, and some of these other fucking places. So, I mean, I always make sure when I go, I always request paper ballot. I never, ever use any type of electronic voting system. Uh, in my county, you know, they've been pushing for electronic voting for a while. Um, even the last votes that I've done, it's still on paper. So, and I always take a picture of my of my ballot before I submit it. So that way I do it. As a matter of fact, uh, during the last run, when it came down asking for um, who was running for governor, I put my fucking name down. Absolutely. Put my fucking stake in the, in the ground one day that maybe I might be governor of this great sovereign state. And actually recently um, I had just caught a little glimpse of Yellowstone where after John Denton becomes governor of Montana, everything he was saying that his general policies right off from day one, uh, he sounds like a hardcore right winger. I mean, he sounds like a, essentially a state nationalist. And basically anyone that doesn't belong in Montana uh, was going to be taxed to the hilt and they're going to basically give incentives to get the fuck out. In other words, if you come to Montana, you come to live here. This is not a vacation land. And he's right. And so um, they don't want people coming from big club or, uh, you know, clusterfuck cities and bringing their shit here and just coming here for the summer and stuff like that. So, but of course, Montana, one winter out there will fucking teach you not to come back. 
if you remember the movie Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins, um, that's why um, the the mother and wife um, left um, their home. She couldn't handle the harsh winters, so she moved back east. So her, and her husband was still married. They were just estranged, you know. They were just living apart. Uh, but obviously their children stayed there with their father. And that's still a good movie. But, uh, you know, it gives, uh, it's still got some beautiful scenery out there when you look at the what's the thing in the film. But uh, going back to this book, um, it actually has a very interesting fucking topic matter on this particular situation. And um, the first one is actually by James Edwards. Uh, so the titles of the essays are There's No Place Like Home by James Edwards, Aprons of Resistance, The Role of Southern Women in Modern Dissidents by Dixie O'Hara, A Godly Endeavor, Worldview is Everything by Harry Bluff, Cousins, Distinctions Between Southern Nationalism and White Nationalism by Neil Kumar, uh, Become Mythical, Southern Man by Father O'Dabney, the Committed Southern Remnant by Jude Ruffin. Liberal Democracy versus Organic Nationalism, A Template for the South by Dr. Michael Hill of League of the South. Reconsidering Our Nation by Ann Wilson-Smith. Americanism, Death of the South by Dick, I'm sorry, by Rick Dirtwater. Adversaries of the South, The Left's Failed Elites by Harmonica. I'm assuming it's a nom de plume. Is the Orthodox Faith the Solution? Building Upon a Southern Ethnos Through Truth Faith by Rebecca Dillingham. Making Secession a Reality, a Strategy by Padre Martin. And I was actually starting to read that particular last one uh, a little bit. Um, it's unfortunate it's too long for me to read all verbatim through here. But I'll give you a summary of it after I've really um, um, absorbed all that information. But yes, The Honorable Cause, A Free South is available on Amazon, and uh, definitely is something going to be interesting. So James Edwards will actually be coming on STS here shortly. Not today. He actually is doing a small book tour for this already. But um, he will be coming on soon to uh, help um, talk about the book and promote it. So we already got the uh, ball rolling in that particular thing. So I encourage everybody to go to Amazon.com, look up The Honorable Cause, A Free South, and um, check that out because, in fact, it's definitely got some interesting information there and some excellent points of view. That's for sure. So, anyways, as I'm walking into the Candace Owens thing, um, you know, it got they got the little little handwritten signs and about you know get the bosses out and fascism and all this stupid shit. And then the funniest thing is, is I'm starting to walk in here with the kid that's in the bullhorn starts trying to uh, talk to something about you know Nazi Germany. And as I'm walking in there, I make sure I fucking bellow out, you don't know shit about Nazi Germany. Learn your facts before you open your fucking mouth. And I actually was like, as I started to walk in the door, there was a cop sitting there by a thing. It's like, see, hi, old motherfucker. And I walked in the door. <laughs> That's just who I am, man. Anyone knows me knows I just don't give a fuck. I got friends that are even worse than I am. So, And they don't give a fuck about a lot of shit that I'm actually moderate on. And when they find out that they're actually more hardcore than I am, they're like, oh, fuck. So, I mean, you know, that's just how it is. But anyway, um, so, again, I didn't get the chance to go to that. But, you know, if if there's an opportunity for some brainwashed, especially white kid, to sit in a, a, a conservative um, event like that and actually 
maybe something sticks in the back of their brain. I mean, it's all about the free exchange of information. I don't want any restrictions on anybody. I want people's own merits to be decided by the content of their of their stuff. You know, some people don't like the how I do my show. Others love it. They love the fact that I have a I don't give a fuck attitude. Others may not like my language. Well, if that's your problem, fuck you. I mean, you know, that's just your problem. Be a bitch about it. And I know, I know some of my contributors right now, such as Toto, is sitting there smiling ear to ear as she's listening to shit because she knows exactly how I am. But, I mean, that's just the way it is, man. So the best thing is is the fact that uh, be yourself. You know, the biggest problems that I have is that a lot of people um, don't really feel comfortable in their own skin. And even as they get older, they're still a little unsure of themselves. Because they're afraid they might um, might uh, disturb their friends' liberal sensibilities or whatever the case might be. You know what, dude? I, I can count my friends in one fucking hand. And I also know that many of those people I can call and they would come because I need help. Okay? The ones that don't answer the phone, obviously they haven't earned the title friend. You know what I'm saying? Others, you know, they're just good acquaintances. And others, I'm just, man, they're basically, they come and go. They might be around for a little while, and all of a sudden, poof, they're gone, you know. I mean, we all have our tribes that we get ourselves into and find out that they're worse than than other groups of fucking people, you know. And my, my biggest issue is a lot of these heathens are worse than fucking Christians. They're more judgmental than these goddamn dumbass Christians are. So I think it's actually funny as shit. Interesting thing is, I was listening to Jones the last hour uh, on Tuesday, I think it was. And it was uh, the chick from Z Media. Um, I can't remember the gal's name. Yeah, Z Media. What is her? Well, anyways, you go to ZMedia.com. And it's a chick from Australia. But the guest she had on was talking some really interesting stuff. And the biggest thing that, that was talked about was that actually um, we, we're starting to see a lot of uh, push. I think he was trying to make uh, anti-Semitism illegal in the universities. Um, DeSantis has actually pushed for shit like that, and I think he's already gotten some of that through. Uh, you can't even have Israel's policies towards the Palestinians, none of that shit. Uh, now, me personally, as uh, as a as a Jefferson Republican, I wouldn't have a, uh, a, a comment on either side of that argument between Israel and Palestine. However, just generally understanding history. Palestinians have a legitimate argument. The Jews stole that fucking land to create Israel. Another biggest problem is the fact that um, we have to uh, look at the way they are. You know, so a Palestinian kid throws a rock over their fucking wall, they throw rockets back and take out the kid's entire fucking neighborhood. But yet no one ever says anything about it. There's something seriously fucking wrong here, man. So, you know, and, and I know the Palestinian people aren't exactly, you know, on our side per se. But we have a common enemy, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know, in that regard. So we shall align ourselves somewhat with the, with the Palestinian freedom fighter and realize that we have a common enemy, the Jews. And, and it's not necessarily the biblical Jews. It's the Ashkenazi Jews. They're the main ones that infest Israel. Well, they're in a the process of trying to ban Christians altogether from Israel, which is fucking stupid. They know they've got they've got Christians by the balls because they read their fucking books every damn day. And then top that off, there is hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more, annually that uh, of Christians making pilgrimages to, to Israel so they can go see Jesus' land and supposedly where he was buried. What the fuck? So I mean, you know, again, 
I learned a long time ago, I started questioning a lot of shit because I'm like, you know, all these people are based in Israel, man. These are not our people. Whenever you watch biblical movies, it's always whites portraying Jews. Even fucking Trouton Heston, twice major times in his career, played a Jew. He played Judah Ben-Hur in the second version of uh, Ben-Hur, and then he played Moses in the Ten Commandments. You know, it really just goes to show you how much his that, that guy's whole career is based on two fucking falsehoods where they made him out at, at, to make a Jew look like a righteous person. <laughs> okay. But we're also looking at other things that's going on. I like recently Paramount Plus have put out a banner featuring a lot of the shows from Star Trek that were going to be featured. Uh, they showed pictures of Lieutenant Ahura and Mr. Spock, but no Captain Kirk. Kirk should have been right in the middle of this, like, display of um, memorable characters. I understand if you want to have uh, Nimoy and Nichols on there because they've both passed. Um, and they're both very much staples within that show. But without William Shatner's Captain Kirk, there was no Star Trek. You know? Spock was a sidekick, really. It's like fucking... Ricardo Multibond's character and Tattoo on fucking Fantasy Island, dude. Yeah, I mean, did you really watch Fantasy Island because of Tattoo? No, it was a bonus. You watched it because of Ricardo Multibond. Ah, uh, what you say there, Tattoo? Be master blame. <laughs> Calm down, Tattoo. Don't, don't come down here soon enough. <laughs> ah, Kirk, my old friend. Do you know the Klingon proverb that a revenge is a dish best served cold? It's very cold in space. <laughs> Man, I always thought Ricardo Maltabon was cool as fuck. He's not, he's not Mexican, actually. He's of Mexican um, birth, but he is of Spanish ancestry. So let's get that straight. He is not a fucking spick. He is, uh, he is, he is Spanish. Was. Rest in peace. I thought he was a cool, interesting actor. I love his cadence, man. No, I haven't heard too many guys that talk like that. Even of the classical fucking actors of that era and shit in the black and white screens, you never really heard people talk like that. He had very distinctive cadence. Anyway, so um, I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, the main issues we need to look at right now is multiple folds. Right now, if anyone's watched the show The Last of Us, it's based on a video game where basically this fungus takes over the fucking world and um, kills people and then turns them into zombies, okay? This is basically a replacement for The Walking Dead. It actually features um, Pedro Pascal, who is from Game of Thrones. also features uh, Bella Ramsey, who's also uh, an alum from Game of Thrones. Uh, Pascal was actually um, – oh, God – I have actually just had a brain fart on the characters and where they came from. I forget the name of the damn thing. So uh, let me look it up real quick. I haven't watched the show in a little while. So so he's also in The Mandalorian. But um, here we go. Here's the list. Okay, so obviously, not the main characters, but the sub-characters. And again, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, it's actually a really good show. It does pose a lot of interesting fucking shit. Ah, oh, damn. 
Where, where's the rest of the characters? Well, fuck. I see a lot of the... I don't see... Season one. Oh, there, here we go. Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. Um, give me, it's, it's been a while since I've watched it, so I'm having a brain fart. Give me a second. Yes. Uh, oh, come on. There we go. Oberyn Martell. That's who Pedro Pascal played. Um, he was... A prince of Dorne. Yes. Prince of Dorne. And Bella Ramsey was actually she was a cousin of Jor Mormont. Oh, damn. Trying to find But she was like a real sub-character for a while. Uh, damn. They're not showing her. Anyway, she was uh, Lady Mormont, um, who was George Mormont's cousin, and who ended up being the hand of Daenerys Stormborn. So, again, it's been a while since I've, I've looked at this stuff. So every now and then I'll sit down and, and after a while and I'll go watch it again from start to finish. And, and uh wanted to let it sit for a while before I do that. I've watched some of that House of the Dragon. It's fucking terrible, dude. Once they showed the Black Targaryen, that was it for me. I was like, this is none of that, but the cast is very poorly cast. And uh, the, the, uh, the storylines are kind of shit. The only decent ones on there, uh, but the one guy... The one guy that played on Outlander, uh, he's also in he's also in the uh, Creed movies. Oh, what's that guy's name? The Scottish actor. Anyways, he's got a very minor role. He's like one of the King's Guard or some shit. Anyway, so uh, he's in it, and uh, Matthew Smith, who was actually Doctor Who for a number of years. Uh, with with the one that had the chick always wore the fucking little mini skirts with the fishnets. Yeah, she was hot, hot little redhead. Anyway, so he's actually fairly ruthless as one of the Targaryens. And also, he, I realized he was in uh, Terminator Salvation recently. Uh, not Salvation, um, uh, Genesis. And I was just kind of like watching that. He was actually Skynet. He was the embodiment of Skynet. So that was actually pretty cool. So he's actually pretty good at playing bad guys. Anyway, so um, that, that's some interesting shit to watch. But anyway, so the, now they're now because of the shit going on with the banks and uh, the shit in Ukraine and all this other crap going on, uh, now they're trying to say that there's a con- serious concern about some fungus outbreak or some shit. Like really? So I I posted on my social media like really the Last of Us scenario. I said you had to go that route. Well, they're already trying Operation Blue Beam, which is saying we're about to have an alien invasion. Well, they know that ain't going to work because no aliens show up. 
Well, they already got aliens here. They're they're Anunnaki and they're fucking lizard people and they're Jews. So I mean, you know, there you go. That's like the for for real, man. I mean, you know, basically human, you know, with fucking fake skin, look right the human, the reptilians, yeah. And really, if you haven't watched that original show from that, when that Mirror series came out forty years ago, think about that. Forty years ago, in nineteen eighty three, starring Mark Singer, Jane Baller, and a host of other casts. Um, Michael Ironside actually showed up in that. Uh, was he in the original series or was he in the second one? I don't remember. Anyways, that's when my, I first saw Michael Ironside. I always liked him ever since. Anyways, um, that is actually very realistic of the Anunnaki situation. So a lot of times they put use science fiction to put shit right in your fucking face on how they're doing things. And uh, if you haven't watched the original V, I would check out um, – the original miniseries from 1983. Then there was V the Final Battle, which I think was the second miniseries. And then they, had, they actually had a mini. They actually had V the series, which was on for one season. Then they tried to remake it uh, in 2010. With, instead of having Diana, they had a chick named Anna, and uh, I think because she had short hair, it really fucking did not make her look attractive at all. But anyways, they, basically, if you watch, it's a little bit more realistic because in fact they show how they play on. They've been hiding on the moon for a long time, monitoring us and figuring out how to best uh, figure us out so they can invade us. Maybe that's why we don't go to the dark side of the moon. Maybe there's visitors fucking, um, you know, spaceships hiding behind the moon. You know, who knows? We definitely know something over there because maybe that's why the Apollo mission, when it went around it, why they uh, had some serious fucking problems. So something to bring up. But anyways, uh, these are all diversions because they're basically – the, the 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 shit's starting to close in. The, some of the main members of the GOP in this Congress are really actually starting to do some work. Matter of fact, I just posted a story um, um, earlier. Uh, Senator Rand Paul and Representative Chip Roy to induce legislation to eliminate Fauci's NIA ID. This is actually a very good fucking article through uh, Daily Caller. Um. The Daily Caller first obtained a copy of the bill, which is entitled the NIH Reform Act. The bill would specifically replace the NIAID with three separate national research institutes that would be led by directors subject to Senate confirmation and limited to no more than two five-year terms. Something similar to what they do with the Federal Reserve Chairman, I see. Um, the three new institutes would be the National Institute of Allergic Diseases, the National Institute of Infectious Diseases, and the National Institute of Immunologic Diseases. The directors of each in- new institute would be appointed by the president, subject to Senate confirmation, limited no more than two five-year terms. We've learned a lot over the past few years, but one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator-in-chief. Um no one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans, Paul told the Daily Caller before introducing legislation, to ensure that ineffective, unscientific lockdowns and mandates are never foisted on the American people ever again. I introduced this bill to eliminate Dr. Anthony Fauci's previous position as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and divide the role into three separate new institutes. This will create accountability and oversight into taxpayer-funded position that has largely abused its power and has been responsible for many failures and misinformation during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
So, uh, again, showing Rand Paul is still a libertarian. So it's basically uh, if you can't have smaller government, at least break it up. So that's the way to do it. That's for sure. Okay, so that's some good news there on that particular story. And we are going to take a quick break. Messages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Restore the Republic, the social network for the modern revolutionary. Activating the silent masses into action. At RestoreTheRepublic.net, we're seizing power from the globalist world controllers and handing it back to the people. RestoreTheRepublic.net, where patriots rally on the objective. The Liberty Bell tolls once again for a movement on the rise. Make RestoreTheRepublic.net your place to unify and activate the revolution. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Are you worried about America? Do you fear the power of the Obama brigades to take away your rights? The Obama presidency is the most radical left-wing administration in American history. Our constitutional liberties are in danger. What can you do? Join the Council of Conservative Citizens. For over 20 years, the CFCC has fought for the rights and ideals of the European American majority. The CFCC has won legal and political battles to protect your heritage and your liberties. The CFCC advocates strong state governments over the power of Washington, D.C. to rule your life. The CFCC believes in an American-first foreign and domestic policy which opposes globalism and one-world government. The CFCC advocates racial integrity as God's natural order. Visit our website today at www.cfcc.org and join fellow European Americans in the fight for our people. We live in a surveillance society. Why do I have to come down? Monitor every human being on the planet. I don't know how they knew all about us. A big government will take more and more of their rights away from them. Are you aware, yes or no? One major world crisis away from having a totalitarian type of system. The main event is the, the wholesale destruction of the world economy. The push for every nation on the globe to identify and number all of its citizens. We are warned of such a global system. The great experiment that was once America has been prostituted by special interests. All they're thinking about is, oh, government, do something, protect me, save us from all of this. We are living in the last days. 
Friends, I hope that you will order Shadow Government from InfoWars.com. We also have some specials when you get some of our other films half price when you order Shadow Government. A new level in production quality and in information. It exposes how a cashless society surveillance beast grid of total uh, control is being put into place. This film needs to be seen. Everybody needs to get it. So order yours today. Show it to your friends, your family, your church, your neighbors, your boss, your employees. Shadow government, ladies and gentlemen. Get your copy at InfoWars.com today. Shadow government. It gives Big Brother a black eye. Available at InfoWars.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. You're listening to The St. Thomas Show with St. Thomas on ResolutionRDO.com. Call in or listen now at 607-203-5423. That's 607-203-5423. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, welcome back to Resolution Radio Network at ResolutionRDO.com. This is the St. Thomas Show, and I am he, Sonny Motherfucking T. If you want to call and listen now, it's area code 607-203-5423. That's area code 607-203-5423. Okay, so we want to cover a couple of things. The topic of tonight is should we get our money out of the banks now? Um, yes and no. Um if we do a run on the banks, they will definitely collapse because we've seen that SBB um, has actually um, collapsed, not just necessarily because they didn't re- necessarily really watch what they were doing, but like the risk management chick was spent more times doing more woke shit than she was doing her fucking job. It's like her, her she's supposed to manage risk. It's like her, her, like her job was like a, a hobby. As opposed to what her actual job would, and she spent more time being pushing equity and all this gay shit. So I mean, you know, it collapsed, and then you got Signature Bank. Now we've heard some other banks have ponied up a lot of money, and as well as the Federal Reserve. But the bottom line is, this this reconfirms two things. One is you can't trust the banks. Two, especially with a fraction reserve system and such as we have, where they only need 10% of the deposits on hand. If anyone has large quantities of cash. On, on the, in the bank, and they're going to say, hey, I'm taking my money out. I want it out. Well, we have to give you a cashier's check. No, you don't. You're going to give my fucking cash right now, especially if I gave you cash over the whole time they're coming in this fucking place. You're going to give me cash back. Well, sir, we can't do that. Well, I don't give a fucking fuck. You're going to give me my money right now, bitch. I mean, seriously, you can literally crash your bank. If you have a large inheritance. Maybe you've been very successful in your endeavors. Maybe you've uh, had some investments. Maybe you've done a lot of real estate. 
and you put all this money in, you could have $250,000 in there, and you can go up and just go, hey, you know what? I'm going to withdraw all my 250000 out. I want it in cash. Then they're going to do everything they can to say we can't give that to you. But yet they could take your fucking money and, 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 and give it to other people on risky loans, and then even worse, they go and use it essentially for betting. So they go invest in shit with your money, thinking that everything's going to be hunky-dory. Or there was a lady here at PNC Bank, um, a private bank. Her and her husband, I guess, she was a manager at one of the banks, if I remember correctly. Uh, I think maybe Mimesburg. And basically, if I remember the story, she opened up a fake account and was basically um, skimming money out of people's accounts and putting it in this account. Then her and her husband would go down to the casino and blow all this money on the fucking casino shit. Plus bought all these nice homes, motorcycles, nice cars. I mean, you fucking name it, dude. But finally, someone started saying, hey, what's up with this shit? Next thing you know, it finally got her, and part of her restitution was she had to give all that shit back to help pay uh, her restitution. So they took all the shit before they sent her off to prison. So eventually they will catch you. But what I understand is they can go and check a lowly bank manager and figure out, and then it may take two or three years for them to catch her, but yet you can tell me we can't catch Hillary Clinton, we can't catch the Bidens, we can't catch Hunter Biden actually subverting an FBI investigation into a, a CEO of some Chinese energy company or look like he might have tipped them off. So that alone um, is, is a punishable offense with a prison term. Yet this motherfucker seems to get away with all this shit. But if Don Jr. fucking wiped his nose wrong or he wiped his ass with the wrong fucking toilet paper, everybody would fucking know about it. And we would still be knowing about it for six months to six years. It would be nonstop, 24-7 coverage. So you see the two-tier um, justice system we have in this country. If you're a Democrat, you can get carte blanche. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You're a Republican. Your God better help you because no one else will, that's for sure. I've seen it firsthand, dude. When when you do something wrong, Republicans fucking – you're like the new plague, dude. The ones that they're actually actually return your phone calls are the ones that actually matter. Well, because when I had shit happen me years ago, man, no motherfucker would answer my fucking calls except maybe four or five people. Everyone else, run to the hills. And that's exactly what they fucking did. And, or even worse, they don't just run away from you. They do a Mexican standoff, dude. They turn the guns inward. All of a sudden, like typical fucking Christians, you become a pariah. Now, in my particular case, I don't give a flying fuck about these other GOP guys. As far as I'm concerned, they're all below me. Because of the fact that all of them are fucking lap dogs for the fucking Israel, certain powers that be that run these fucking groups. They ain't telling me what to do. Matter of fact, I look at them, I, I, I laugh. I was like, oh, well, you know, and again, I brought things like, oh, if if we're going to have slates, we need to vet these people, and there should be at least three slates. If you're going to have slates, then they have to have a minimum of ten people, and there needs to be three of them. So at least it looks like there's some sort of choice there. The problem is a lot of times they do slates. Like Harold had talked about how they do voting over in East Germany to make it look, quote-unquote, democratic. They provide – uh, party slates and they own both slates they own all the fucking candidates on said slates but you have to vote if you do not come out and vote for a slate they come and get you 
beat you over the head with a baton and drag your ass to a fucking polling station and since you hold a gun to your head and say, you're going to vote for one of these fucking characters right now. And it's like, holy shit. And he talks, he's talked about in the show many times, and I'm sure he's probably mentioned it in great detail in his book, Freedom's Nightmare. So uh, there was an episode on SPS where he was the guest host, and he really went into deep detail uh, about what it was like growing up behind the Iron Curtain. So it was actually a really good show if you haven't uh, caught that. It's it's definitely some good shit. But anyways, so do should we take our money out of banks? For example, I told my mother, I said, hey, you know, uh, you might want to like, at least take a grand out and just slip it up under the mattress, so to speak, you know, just so you have cash on hand. Because the simple fact that you can't trust these banks. If that bank goes belly up tomorrow, at least you've got cash on hand. And the reason why I learned that is because when the fucking Hurricane Ike came through here in 2008 and the power was wiped out for two weeks, you ain't getting no fucking money on ATM, dude. You ain't getting no money at a gas station if the pumps were even working because they weren't, okay? Cash is always king. Unless you got a bunch of shit that you can barter, you ain't getting shit. So one thing I learned in some of the survivalist things is what you want to do is start uh, building up some reserves on some stuff. For example... Go buy bags of coffee right now while while before the inflation gets any worse. Because you know, buy bags of coffee, buy toiletries, get toothpaste, get toilet paper, get toothbrushes. All these things that matter because in a shit ton world, if we have an EMP attack somewhere and nothing's getting fixed for fucking months, if not years, um, your supply system's gonna run out very quickly. And not only that, but having things you need to survive, like when the pandemic hit, I made sure I hit every food bank I could get to and stacked up on shit. You know, not that, but I went to the store and bought what I could get. I looked up what stuff do I need really sustain me in the least amount of quantities. There's certain beans you need to get. There's certain grains like rice you need to get and uh, peanut butter, uh, other things. You, you need to have stuff that's going to be able to last long term and, if necessary, eat in very small quantities. I mean, dude, I, I've been poor, okay? When I first started off, I had a can of green beans in my fucking fridge that I would eat half of it for breakfast and then the other half when I came home for dinner. And I got tired after a while of sitting there licking my chops at lunch because I couldn't even afford a bag of potato chips, okay? So, I mean, I, that's one way of how I learned to budget my money. Even Hitler said that. He said, you know, I got tired of being hungry, man. And it really gave him that, – that was the fire in the belly literally that quenched that fire because he got tired of being hungry, especially with the economy that was going on there in Germany in the 1920s. So we need to look at what those countries had had happened to them. You know, right when the, the Germans were on the edge of victory, they had the head cut off the snake, so to speak. They took out Kaiser Wilhelm, and then all of a sudden became a republic overnight. And then armistice was declared four days later. So Germany got the payments pulled out from under them, and then they blamed Germany for the whole fucking war, and it wasn't even their fault. This is another reason why George Washington said, trade with all alliances with none. This is exactly why he said those words, because the whole reason why Germany got involved in that bullshit after the fucking Archduke Ferdinand had been fucking assassinated was because they had treaties tied with Austria and other countries. So they got dragged into it, yet they were seen as the perpetrators, and they weren't. So again, bullshit, absolute bullshit. When you really start connecting the dots and see who runs these wars and pushes for certain things to get certain outcomes – it's pretty obvious it's the same groups of folks. 
So should you take your money out? I say you should take out a good portion of it, yes. Because I remember when the the, 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 the uh, housing crash in 08, I lost a good third of my 401k. So I don't trust any type of shit in investment markets anyways. If I don't have actual tangible shit in my hand, I don't trust it. I don't trust paper money. I don't trust fucking fiduciary money. Unless I got gold and silver or even lead to protect it, I don't trust it. It's that simple. So, but not that, but you can't eat gold and silver to fucking maintain your survival. You have to look at other things. Get storable foods that are good for up to 25 years. Learn how to, um, uh, how to, how to do preserves on that stuff, mason jars, all that shit. Our grandparents knew this shit because during the Depression, they knew the value of a dollar. And they know you can't take anything for granted. And so I think a lot of our people is they get you so caught in this materialism. They can go out to fucking, you know, when Kmart was around, you can go out and buy a bunch of clothes and get all this shit and, and cheap stuff everywhere. Or now you can buy shelf on Amazon and you give them fucking time. Well, the biggest problem is you could do that. What if the internet goes down? Uh, or what if you're in a area where you got porch pirates stealing your Amazon shit all the time? You can't count on these things to be there. You got to start learning. We we have to really start learning to till the soil again and get our hands into the earth and start really reconnecting with nature. This shit of this concrete fucking Vietnam man, exactly what's turning into. With all the illegals are bringing in here, it's starting to look like a concrete Vietnam. How to survive in South Central? A place where busting a cap is fundamental. No, you can't find the shit in the handbook. You know, like I know what Ice Cube said. So, I mean, seriously, he's right. So these are things you need to look at. I would definitely say um, each week for sure. I, I learned this lesson years ago. I fell out of practice with it, but I started doing it again. Is each week when you get paid, take some money out and stash it. It's good to have cash on hand anyway. Again, if the power goes out, at least you got cash on you. you know? um, but now that's good to just know that you've got some cash on hand. At bare minimum, take out $40 each week when you get paid. Keep a 20, take a 20, break it down to 10s, 5s, and 1s. That way you got a good mix of denominations. If you're able to get a 50, great. If you're able to get a 100, great. It's up to you. But you want to make sure you've got cash on hand. It is essential. So I would definitely do that. The situation with Trump is very interesting. The DA thing in New York is pretty much collapsed on its own way because it's horseshit. Absolute horseshit. How do we know it's not a PR stunt the whole fucking time? You know, you really can't tell. But, you know, again, uh, it's definitely an issue. Um, some interesting stuff with, as far as some band shit goes. Um, one of the sites that I oftentimes go to um, to get some uh, good general stuff is the days of Metal Edge. Um a long gone, but they, there's something, a version of it's been kind of made online. But Metal Edge, when it's magazine form, was a, oh, wow, the guitarist from Saliva died. <laughs> Jesus. You know, we get all these guys fucking just dying all of a sudden, man. It's fucking crazy, dude. How do you know Saliva's still around? Oh, I know what I was also going to mention. Look at some stuff here right now. Um, there's a movie coming out called Spinning Gold. It's actually about um, Neil Bogart and uh, Casablanca Records, which is the label that first signed Kiss 
but I also uh, had brought forth a lot of the disco and um, funk scenes that uh, the movement that came out in the 70s. So they focused a lot of stuff in there as well. So I thought that was actually really, really cool. And um, so that's coming out, I believe, next week on the 31st. Of course, John Wick Part 4 is coming out as well. So I may do a little John Wick um, uh, binge over the weekend so I can kind of enjoy that. It's very rare do I even bother to go to movie theaters anymore. I mean, I go to my local movie theater down here in Lebanon. It's cheap to get in. The, the popcorn's halfway decent. And uh, and if you go on Wednesdays in that particular location, you get free refills. So that's pretty cool. Some little incentive to go on an off day. But uh, for the most part, though, I don't go to movies anymore because movies are shit. So it's uh, it, it, it's terrible because they just they take the fun out of going to see movies anymore. That's why. Um, that's why Top Gun Maverick was such a big hit because it wasn't woke. And uh, it was more or less just kind of fun. It was kind of like, it wasn't as good as the original Top Gun, but it wasn't a bad second chapter, you know. But it was interesting to see. So apparently the saliva guitarist Wayne Swinney, uh, he died after suffering a brain hemorrhage. Jeez. She tells me, I wonder if he got the shot. But uh, mouth is pretty good primer to keep up on some of the shit going on with a lot of these artists. The problem is sometimes when it comes to something that's a little more politically charged, they're very much leaning to the left, especially the comment section. The comment section is notoriously left-wing when it comes to a lot of this shit. But um, that, that's an issue in itself. But uh, Blabbermouth at least is a, a quick uh, follow-up what's going on with a lot of these artists and shit. But again, a lot of these bands and artists are, are starting to uh, die off. You need to make sure you go see them. And a lot of them are starting to have their last tours as we speak, like Buddy Guy. This is his last tour. The man's 80, going on 87 years old. So, I mean, this is his last tour. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done touring after this. Um, now, uh, Willie Nelson, I know, is getting ready to do a tour. He's 90 years old, for fuck's sake, man. I saw him about five years ago. And, uh, yeah, he's 84 when I saw him. And uh, it was interesting because uh, still sounded good, still played good. But, man, when he started walking off that stage, he walks like an old man. <laughs> But again, the lives are great legends, man. They're here in the now, and they won't be here tomorrow. You need to see these people because a lot of the bands that are coming up now are fucking terrible. I mean, even the rock bands. Charlie Benante from Anthrax I talked about. Dude, why are we still talking about Slayer? Why are we still talking about Metallica? Why are we still talking about Megadeth? Because those are the only bands that are actually worth anything anymore. A lot of these new bands suck. I mean, really, I couldn't even tell you a member of Avenged Sevenfold. I don't care. I think they suck. You know, it's like I heard one or two of those songs. I'm like, eh, they're okay. You know, back in the early 2000s, I was like, wow, they actually play guitar solos. Holy shit, you know. I mean, I I still enjoy bands like Fear Factory, even though that Burton C. Bell has left the band now. I probably wouldn't want to listen to Fear Factory anymore because without him, it's kind of a mood point, you know. But a lot of these other bands are still good. You know, I mean, you go to, you know, Motorhead's gone now because Lemmy's dead. Um, Fleetwood Mac is, looks like it's pretty much gone, you know. At that last tour a couple of years ago, that was it. And then um, Eagles, without Glenn Fry, is it really the Eagles? I mean, you got Don Henley, and you got, you know, they keep kicking out Felder, so it doesn't matter. So, I mean, still, it's like, to, to me, 
Now, now I'll say this. The guy that, uh, from my understanding, the guy that got to replace Glenn Fry is Jackson Brown. And is he a good guitarist as, as Glenn Fry? Absolutely not. However, people, a lot of people don't know that Jackson Brown was very integral to the success of the Eagles. He was writing the lyrics to um, Take It Easy. And he was kept getting stuck on the second chorus. He's like, man, I'm really having a hard time with this. And Glenn was in the studio next door to come over, started chit-chatting. He's like, man, I'm really having a hard time with this, uh, with these lyrics, man. Um, need uh, need some help here. He's like, well, let me see what you got. So he kind of looked at it, you know, and so obviously look, okay, I'm running down the road trying to lose, loosen my load. I've got seven women on my mind, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I just can't figure out where to go with this. And so, obviously, Glenn Fry is from Arizona. He says, well, I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. I got in such a fine sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford slowing down to take a look at me. He's like, hey, man. Uh, you, he's like, that's pretty good. He's like, hey, you mind if I take this song? Sure. Boom. He records it. Their first big hit. And a staple. A lot of people play that song right off the bat. Everybody knows that's the Eagles. I mean, that is just as much a signature song as War Pigs is or Iron Man is for fucking, you know, Black Sabbath. Detroit Rock City is to kiss. I mean, you know, pretty much how it is. But, uh, you know, you won't see talent like those guys ever again, man. I mean, a lot of these guys, once they're gone, dude, they're gone. A lot of bands coming up behind them suck. We're losing a lot of talent very quickly. However, a lot of the hair metal bands have really started to show the endurance of their music. I mean, the big stadium tour last year with Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett, which I don't know why they picked Joan Jett instead of Lita Ford. It makes no fucking sense to me. Joan Jett was never seen as hair metal. She's always seen as kind of a punk rocker, but mainstream, you know, after the Runaways. Now, Lita Ford was always kind of considered hair metal because she, she had hair, and that was the genre she played. Um, so I don't know why they wouldn't have picked Lita Ford. And I have to say, I was not a super big Lita Ford fan, but I saw her last year, man. I have to say I was fairly impressed. I've always thought she's a good rock singer. Um, I like her lyrics. I generally like her songs. The arrangements aren't too bad. I just think she's not very good as a lead guitarist. You know, I, Most of her solos, I think, kind of suck. But she's she's got a lot of great um, she's got a great female rock voice, man. It's one that, even though her big hit, I think, is the shittiest song she's ever put out, "Kiss Me Deadly." This is the dumbest fucking song I've ever heard. But you listen to her previous album that she come out in um, nineteen eighty four, I do believe. Dancing on the Edge. Now, that's a solid album, dude. That is really a badass, solid album. That was before um, she came out four years later with Lita, and then she got really big prominence out for that. So she had some other early albums, too, such as Out for Blood and uh, some newer shit, such as, you know, Dangerous Curves was like the last of her big commercial era. Then she had uh, the greatest hits, and right about that time, her uh, her mother had died. Um and, of course, Living Like a Runaway from 2012. But like I said, she's also got a good band right now, too. I mean, she's got um, uh, Bobby Rock, who's played with Nelson, 
Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Slaughter at different times as a drummer right now. So I finally got to see him live. Holy shit, dude. Phenomenal. As a matter of fact, Lita Ford is coming back to, to the Dayton area to JD Legends again this year. And um, tickets are actually available now. So you definitely check that out. Here's another record of hers. Which one is this? Um, out for Blood, yes. But she's really vamped up, looking almost like Elvira, Mistress of the Dark type of thing. She always loves those. Um, she loves those uh, BC Rich uh, Warlocks as well as that other custom job she's got there. She's featured on a few of her albums, and of course that double neck, uh, I think Rickenbacker she uses for. Um, um, what was that? Close my eyes forever with Ozzy, yeah. So yeah, good stuff there. Yeah, she's pretty rock solid. Okay, so uh, do we want to take some money out? I would definitely consider taking some cash out. Always make sure you got cash on hand, and um, um, just just for safekeeping. That way, you always know you've got it within reach, and keep it someplace locked up so it's concealed. Especially if other people in the house, especially if you got kids, don't let them know you're keeping cash in the house because they won't find it. You know, get yourself a book safe, get yourself a fucking tube sock, something to stash your cash so they can't find it. You know what I'm saying? That's the best way to do it. Okay, so um, that's pretty much most of the stuff I wanted to cover. So um, looks like possibility that um, James Edwards may be on next week. So I have to d- confirm that with him possibly. Um, but I will be on the political cesspool talk about the south from the northern's perspective on april the 8th so i'll be on there in about three weeks so i would definitely recommend that you tune into the political cesspool and check that out opening song tonight was godsmack uh, and actually from the album when legends rise uh, yeah. again i'm not a big huge godsmack fan so they definitely got some good stuff and sully erna is just one of those guys He's a rock god in his own, um, own right, man. I mean, like Lemmy, like Blackie Lawless. You know, he's just, he's a major figurehead. And uh, not not too bad some stuff there, but definitely some good shit. But um, make sure you see his bands. Because a lot of the bands that are coming up now are not very good. And um, they uh, definitely make you wonder, like, what the fuck? Okay, so we are going to close tonight with a kick-ass song from Judas Priest, uh, Revolution. And I do this. This is from um, Judas Rising. And um, we definitely need to start considering possibly have revolutions. So make sure you keep the powder dry and make sure that you have um, – get with people. Learn how to grow things. Do horticulture. Understand plants. Understand your environment. More importantly – Make sure you have plenty of lead. Protect any gold and silver that you have. Make sure your children, at least of age eight, start learning how to use firearms properly, how to use them safely, and how to store them. Now, it's up to you if you want them to have access to them after they're stored, but there's been many cases where a lot of our little ones have saved the day when people had come uh, to, to harm us in the house or even home invaders. There's stories all the time where you hear a 10-year-old pull out a gun and shot a robber in the fucking house or 
they're having a home invasion, and, and uh, a nine-year-old saved the fucking day. She come out there and shot the motherfucker, and they all scattered. So, like I said, make sure we teach our girls to protect themselves because a protection order is just a piece of paper, man. Make sure these girls don't have to defend themselves, especially when a boy doesn't take no for an answer. Make sure when you say no, that fucker is going to find out what no means because his face is going to be in the fucking ground in less than two moves. And if he doesn't have his fucking fucking bullet in his fucking dome. You know, I just saw some chick on Facebook was talking about how uh, the guy she started dating trying to be a fucking wicked stalker, man. He's an asshole. She thinks God's going to save her ass, but she's smart, and she's working on getting her fucking CCW. I'm like, God ain't going to save your ass, but a gun might. So make sure you know how to fucking use it. And most importantly, do not get disarmed by it. Make sure that if they try to take a gun from you, you can actually turn that into a move. They show all different tactics, martial arts, as well as in some of these survivalist uh, things. When someone goes to grab your gun, in less than a half a second, they can take that gun out of your hand and turn it on you, okay? Learn how not to let that happen. Same with knives. You're going to use a knife, make sure you use the right way to fucking hold it in your hand. Don't stick it outward with your forearm all the way out because they can block your shit and actually turn a knife in on you. You know, have it like in a fist, like a punching motion. So you're actually going to punch them with the knife. You might be able to slice them a little bit in the face and then quickly come back and stick them in the side of the neck. So, I mean, you know, that's the best way to fucking learn this shit. Don't be afraid of the. but at the same stroke, if you're going to get CCW, you need to know your state's laws because they can quickly victimize the victim and turn it against you. So they have uh, United States concealed carry courses and stuff out there that where you can actually learn how to protect yourself. In your statements, as well as in the split-second decisions you may have to make, that you always need to keep certain things in the back of your head. Yeah, I am definitely a proponent of the Second Amendment. It it gives it gives teeth to all the other amendments, literally. But we don't let any motherfucker come here and try to take our guns. Any politician that actually advocates for any type of gun suppression whatsoever, he's an enemy of the state and needs to be treated as such. And it's probably passed you for an ass whooping. Maybe even a pistol whipping. <laughs> then I kind of bruise his point. But you understand what I'm saying. Some of these guys, they pull this shit like this class Schwab motherfucker. You can tell this this cocksucker has, has never been in a fight in his life. It's pretty fucking obvious. He has not had his comeuppance or he has not had a reality check. And anyone who's grew up in a city such as me and Toto have here in fucking East Dayton know what the fuck that means. You just don't go around and fuck around in people's neighborhoods, man. You don't go fuck. You don't piss in the yard. You don't fucking fuck with the dog. You don't fuck with their fucking sisters because you will get your ass beat, especially if they got fucking brothers, fathers, and and fucking big dogs. They will eat your fucking dick off, man. That ain't fucking around, dude. Seriously, that's some shit. And and, and if you're bold, enough, if you're actually brave enough to let your daughter go out on a date. The best thing you want to do is when they first bring them home, you might want to be polishing your guns while you're doing it. Just kind of sit there and just go, especially you got a shotgun. What are your intentions? <laughs> and name it right at his crotch and go, because clearly you can see mine. Or better yet, like someone had told me once, that he went up and just grabbed the guy by the fucking ball sack and just said, oh, by the way, you won't be needing these when you're with my daughter tonight. And just yanking that motherfucker. And 
and watch him just fold over in half. You're like, oh, because he's, he's going to have blue balls all night, all right. Because if not, they're going to blow his balls off with a 12-gauge. And that's the type of attitude we need to have for our daughters and our sisters. We really need to start looking out for each other because it's starting to get really contentious out there. I watch these videos on Twitter all the time. They show these little black bitches beating up on white girls. They're trying to fucking talk the way out of it. By the time these bitches have stepped up to you and you can tell they're starting to get the little stance going right before they get ready to attack you, as soon as you open your mouth trying to reason with them, they attack, they, they bitch slap you next day. They always got to grab them by the hair. And once they get them down, they start kicking them and fucking doing the fucking haymaker on them and shit. You know, most of these fucking niggers will, black bitches will fight you one-on-one. Niggers, when they go to fucking jump on somebody, they'll attack in swarms. They very rarely go fight one-on-one unless they think they're bigger and they think they can really fucking get aggressive with a guy. But that guy's pretty stout. He ain't going to fuck with him. I've seen videos where some niggers up there run his mouth and this dude just fucking clobbing him right in his fucking mouth, dragged him to the ground and just dropped to his knees and just started dropping punches on this guy, man. Like, <clears throat> and this guy didn't even know fucking shit from Shinola after he fucking got rolled. He thought he's going to be up there and be yeah, I'm cool, man. I ain't going to fuck you up, bitch. Oh, really, dude? You're going to fuck me up, huh? And just snatch him by the hair of his head and shit. You know, we need to get back to the old school mentality, man, because, hey, what, that shit fucking works. People don't come around your fucking neighborhoods talking shit. The problem is these new guys coming in our block, they don't know those fucking rules. They think because they hate white people and they think that they're – a colonists, and they think they're entitled to the shit because they think they can use our own laws against us. <laughs> you bet that. You don't go walk around in fucking East Dayton. You don't go walk around Springfield. You don't go walking around certain areas of fucking Cleveland. You don't go around Toledo talking shit. Because us up here in Ohio, dude, we will fuck you up quicker than a snake smile, man. Because we won't put up with it. Problem is, they're trying to make it to the point we can't say certain words like nigger and spick and jigaboo and everything else. Or fucking sand nigger or camel jockey or whatever the case may be. Because they want us to not be able to describe things as they are. Using extra soft language to describe things does not work. You just got to call it what it is. I am who I am. I've been pretty much completely solid since probably 1994 when I felt comfortable in my skin after that. I had done enough growing up and gone through enough shit that I realized, you know, at that point, I just don't give a fuck. And you really you really don't. They want to go up and talk shit about you. Oh, you said this, you said that. Yeah, so what? What are you going to do, cancel me? Cancel these nuts, motherfucker. I mean, seriously, you have to get that basic attitude. Like they try to cancel Ice-T. They've been trying to cancel me 30 years. I don't give a fuck. He's made his money. But the bottom line is, they know that it doesn't bother him. Controversial. So, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of respect for the guy because he's done a lot of different things. He's been on that fucking law and order for fucking how many years now? 20-some-odd years? I guess he's leaving the show. He started his own podcast. Still doing body count, you know? I mean, you got to give the guy some cred, man. He lives a life the way he wants, and he don't give a flying fuck when anyone else thinks about it. And that is the attitude that you have to have. You really do. And when trouble comes on the horizon, you need to mount up, you need to lock and load, and you need to run right at it. You need to charge at the enemy, but always remember to trot back. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the show for tonight. 
Uh, we are going to close the show with Revolution by Judas Priest, and we will catch you next week. Like I said, April 8th, I'll be on the political cesspool with James Edwards and Keith Alexander. Always enjoy talking to those two gentlemen. I encourage you to check out the Harold Zeger's Freedom's Nightmare book that's available on Amazon. And also check out the latest book, The Honorable Cause, A Free South, 12 Southern Essays, now available on Amazon as well. Alrighty, salam tomorrow, and we will catch you next week. See ya.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black, and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look toward the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.